Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Good morning, Alan, and to your listeners. Well, Paul, there's a lot to get through with uh, on today's show, but uh, we, we spoke to your colleague, Fianna Fáil Minister of State, James Brown, last week when the budget came out. I met you when the Minister um, for Finance arrived in White's Hotel to speak to the business leaders. I spoke to him before the actual event itself. How did the actual event go, Paul? Uh, first of all, I was delighted that uh, Minister Pascal Dunham accepted my invitation to come and speak to business leaders uh, across County Wexford on uh, Thursday evening last. It was a fantastic uh, attendance um, and it was a really positive uh, meeting. It was a good meeting and there was an opportunity for the Minister to hear at first hand what are uh, some of the concerns of the business people because they are the people who are employing thousands of people right across the county of, of Wexford in each individual town and village uh, in our county. And um, there was a range of uh, different uh, issues uh, that came uh, to the attention of, of, of the Minister. Uh, some were budget-related uh, energy costs, uh, the, the hospitality sector. But one issue that uh, the Minister spoke to me afterwards, and that was um, the shortness of, of labour in uh, County Wexford that was raised by a number of, of people in, in the room um, where people are having to uh, get work permits uh, to bring people in from uh, overseas uh, to fill an awful lot of vacancies uh, in the in the labour market here in County Wexford. And any and specific that, areas, Paul? Any specific uh, areas that... that uh, was in the hospitality sector, who was in the construction sector um, and, and the servicing sector uh, as well. So it just wasn't just one sector. It was right across uh, uh, the board. And the Minister did say that he had meetings in uh, Waterford and Tipperary on Thursday uh, as well, uh, meeting business people. Um, how this came about, Alan, both myself, Senator John Cummins and Senator Garrett Ahern from the South East came together uh, and put a plan together for Minister Dunhoe to visit the South East. So he'd done all three counties in the same day. But he said this is a trend of labour shortages that he was hearing back from uh, the three of the meetings that he had from, from business people. And some business people are very, very frustrated w- w- with, uh, with this. And this is something that I also spoke to the Tarnished about because I was at an IBEC meeting uh, a number of uh, weeks ago and with business leaders uh, as well. Mm. And this is an issue that was raised at the shortage of people uh, okay. in the, in, within the jobs market. And there's two ways of looking at this, Paul. One is, uh, like, I've, I've spoken to business leaders as well who have said the same thing to me, but uh, one thing has said that uh, the, the social welfare system as it is means it's more attractive not to work than work and then other people will say well in certain areas the people who are trying to employ people aren't simply paying enough so there's two ways of looking at this what way do you look at it well, there is two ways of looking at this, and the, the social welfare system was definitely raised the other night as the biggest problem. Uh, but let me say, Alan, um, the minimum wage has been um, has been increased over uh, the last uh, number of, of years. I know uh, since Fine Gael came into government with the Fine Gael Labour government in 2011, and the whole way along uh, that the minimum wage has, has been increased. And that has been very much welcomed by a huge amount of uh, the business uh, leaders, even though it does put an additional cost uh, to the business 
services out there but they see that as uh, right. very important as the, the, the cost of living um, is going up uh, and they have no issue with, with, with uh, the minimum wage going up but they still see that uh, the biggest hindrance, the biggest issue that they see is that uh, people on social welfare are finding it more comfortable and um, they are happy enough to be on social welfare and they don't want to work and that was very clear message that came from the meeting on Thursday night that, that we had that they seen huh. uh, the social welfare payments as the biggest issue and the biggest hindrance and trying to get people into the jobs market. Okay, where do you, I'm just going to put that out to our morning mix listeners, where do you stand on what we've just heard there from Deputy Kyo? What's your view? Uh, give us a call on 53 or Texas 087-3737956. Want to look at two areas before we move away from the budget with you, Paul, if you don't mind. First off, is hospitality. Uh, and again, this VAT, the return to over 13% in February. Here's what Minister Donoghue said to me when I put this question to him. But the challenge that we have now is when I brought in the 9% VAT rate, which incidentally is extended up to the end of February anyway, we brought that in as a COVID measure. We now are in a really different place with COVID. And the higher energy bills that you're referring to, businesses all over our economy are now experiencing. It's no longer a hospitality issue. It's a phenomenon that all parts of our economy are feeling. And if then we are going to bring in new support schemes, like the Temporary Business Energy Support Scheme, that will probably cost us 1.2 billion euro for six months. And if we're going to have the confidence that we can afford to sustain them, that which we did during COVID, I need to retract and I need to change. Well, why stash away €4 billion Euro then? Why not use it to help the hospitality sector? Oh, because if the last few years have taught us anything, it's that you never know what's around the corner. That was the Minister speaking to me in White's Hotel last week. Uh, Paul, just going back to that, he referred to the Temporary Business Energy Support Scheme. I spoke to two hoteliers, Bill Kelly from the internationally renowned Kelly's Hotel, and also spoke to Paul Finnegan, the General Manager of the equally internationally renowned Ashton Park Hotel. Hotel. And um, Bill outlined in detail his major concerns about his energy costs going up by 100%. And Paul referred to the temporary business energy support scheme. And by my understanding, he said that that will only compensate for a third of what they've lost. So the temporary business uh, energy support scheme that the minister referred to there, it ain't going to work, Paul. Well, Alan, I would differ with you uh, on that. I have spoken to a number of hoteliers uh, over the last number of days because they've called me looking for details on the Temporary Business Energy Support Scheme. And just going back uh, to the VAT rate, and uh, I listened to, to your contributors, uh, to Bill Kelly and to Paul, on uh, Friday uh, last, and we're very lucky to have um, two such good, fine hoteliers, and we're very lucky to the hoteliers we have. But let me say, Alan, like you, you look at Kelly's Hotel, probably one of the highest occupancy rates of hotel right across uh, on the island of, of Ireland. And I regularly uh, look at uh, occupancy rates in our hotels in, in County Wexford. And it's very unusual that you will, it, most of them have really, really high occupancy. And that's really good because they're bringing tourists and bringing people into uh, County Wexford. But let me say that um, this scheme will cost 1.2 billion uh, for the next six months, as Minister Dunhoe has uh, outlined uh, to you. And that is a huge cost. So that cost has to be borne by absolutely every business, not just the hospitality sector. 
All right, but, but but you're just getting back to my point there, and the point is that it will not fully compensate the likes of Kelly's Hotel and the likes of the Ashton Park Hotel for their increased costs. It only compensates, and I have the clip from Paul, I'm, I'm 100% sure he said a third of what they need uh, to be compensated for. So when I said to you, you, you think it is going to work, I mean, what Paul has told me, it quite clearly isn't going to work. Well, Alan, I'm not saying that it is going to fully cost uh, the uh, energy increases. Like, there's no government... Um, you, well, you see what the UK has done. They've uh, put a, a cut on energy, and you see what happened in their o- in their country over the last uh, number of, of weeks. There is no government anywhere uh, that would be able to cover uh, the increases of energy for any um, any sector or, or any industry sector, let alone the hospitality sector. Uh, like the, there's people they have to carry the burden somewhere because right. the, the government are coming in here uh, a, a, with an assistance of the temporary business energy support scheme which will cost the, the state 1.2 billion and then the, the second is the 200 million target Ukraine enterprise uh, crisis scheme and that's uh, there uh, to uh, help vulnerable manufacturers and exporters so the government here are coming in to assist uh, the various different industries in some way uh, but there is no way that the government would be able to absolutely cover the full cost of the energy increases that any sector right. is is going through at, at this time albeit we'd love to be able to do it but no government uh, um, uh, 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 could even envisage what that would cost uh, because yeah. there is uh, you see the way the energy crisis is going almost not from week to week but okay. from day to day uh, at, at at this time, but the government has uh, put the temporary business uh, energy support scheme for hoteliers uh, and I, I have to say uh, that the government has been very supportive of the tourism sector, and I think that was recognised right. uh, by two of contributors uh, on Friday last with the COVID supports and the pandemic okay. wage subsidy scheme and everything like that uh, during the COVID pandemic. Alright Paul, I've got to move away from it, but I think on what you've said to me there is basically they are not in a position to like with the Ashdown Park Hotel Paul said that the, the that this scheme will cover a third of their costs. The other two-thirds of their costs, listening to you, they're going to have to use their own funds to cover this. I've got to move on, Paul, because I want to play it. Well, Alan, let, y- me, let yeah. me say this to you. And Minister Dunn, who did say that he will keep uh, the 9% VAT rate under constant uh, review, he, he did make that very clear uh, at the business meeting, as right. he does with all taxes and supports, all business supports, they are always under constant uh, review. Mm-hmm. And if there is an issue that he sees that there, uh, they, they, that, that um, taxation returns coming from the hospitality sector doesn't come back, well then, right. I've no doubt that, that, that there will be some form of change. OK, I, I have time to look at one more issue and then give you a chance to give an overview of what you see the positives in the budget and it's this one, it's to do with the carers when we asked about the means testing of carers, uh, this is what the Minister said to me on this issue. So I can't give a commitment to scrap the means test uh, and the reason why I can't do this is that even though we did spend and are going to spend 11 billion euro, which will make us the uh, biggest budget in the history of our country with the exception of the two COVID budgets that we did, we still do have to ensure that when we're spending the country's money, it does go to those who need it the most. And if we had no means test, I'm sure you would be asking me, why is it that a millionaire is receiving some payments? 
Now, Paul, without uh, being cheeky in any way, like there are very few carers that I know that are anyway close to being millionaires. They are really irked about this, Paul. And I know I'm continually ba- battening down the doors or barging down the doors to try and speak up for carers. But they're simply very frustrated by all of this. Are you getting that level of frustration shared with you as a deputy here from the carers? Uh, uh, Alan, look, a carers association, uh, the state really depends on, on the carers of people who do a fantastic work day to day. They don't want to hear my plumasing at them, I know they know what to do. Uh, they want to have answers and solutions. But Alan, I think it would be very um, like that. You have to say of the positive stuff that is in the budget for the carers that the 500 living payment uh, people receiving care support grant will be paid in in November. Along that, they will be also uh, getting the increases in the welfare uh, payments of people who are on carers allowance. And in June of um, uh, this year, uh, Minister Heather Humphreys um, uh, made a number of uh, changes for the carers' allowance where she uh, she disregarded where a person that was on, had €20,000 in savings that went up to 50000 So she she increased the capital disregard for carers from 20000 to 50000 So if you have 49000 in in uh, uh, savings, you will still be qualified for a carers' uh, allowance. The weekly income uh, disregard for carers' allowance w- w- uh, uh, went from 350 a week uh, for single carers uh, and to uh, 750 uh, per week for 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 uh, for a couple, and the carers' grant. Uh, went from 1,700 to 1,850. This is well warranted. This is well, uh, uh, um, uh, like you know, uh, first of all, recognition uh, of the work uh, that that uh, care carers uh, uh, do. Uh, and like like you know, there's 990 million uh, uh, per year uh, put out on carers loans for the 90,821 who are in receipt of of yeah. uh, uh, carers loans. And there's 121,000 people who are uh, who are on the 1,850 uh, carers support grant, and uh, absolutely, and they do a fantastic work. But I would love to be able to say to you this morning: Yes, we're going to uh, scrap the means test for for carers. But the means test uh, is there for a very very good reason. Because if you take it off carers, well, then where does it go? Where do, where do you stop after that? Then it'll be some other social welfare uh, payment. There's and a very important Paul. There's a very important point, Paul, to make, and I made it to the minister as well. It's about those who are slightly above the threshold. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said to me, but I do think he he sort of said he would look into that whole area again, where there are people just minimally above the threshold, and they're the type of people who are contacting the program here, saying that they are just slightly above the threshold and they're caught in this, and it's having a major effect on them. Can that be looked into? Well, Alan, that's why Minister Heather Humphreys uh, uh, changed the threshold from 20,000 to 50,000 uh, back in June. Uh, uh, and there, there are still people who are uh, marginally over uh, the threshold. I dealt with a, a lady in my office only last week uh, who was marginally over the threshold. And it is absolutely devastating news uh, to give to a family, to give to that person. And I've actually spoken to Minister Humphreys on this on, the, on uh, Thursday last, where I spoke to her, like, thought there might be marginally over uh, uh, the, the threshold, 
But the care that they have to give or the, the care for the, the patient or the, the, the person that they are caring for is in a really, really bad way. They want to keep, the, and in the situation I'm speaking about, okay. uh, that uh, this is a, a, an elderly um, elderly uh, person in their late 80s uh, who need almost um, 24-hour care. I right. won't say they need 24-hour, but like, you know, the, 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 the care that this person will be given because the person who was refused the care as allowance is living next door. And I know that they would have been given them absolutely fantastic care and they are in a position where they need that care but because they are over the threshold uh, they are now having to look at uh, a nursing home and this is where I have spoken uh, to Minister Humphreys on this that there is right. people who who are marginally over but they but but medically, uh, and because of their physical condition, they really do need right. that the, the support and the care support that they would have gotten from a family member. Thank you. We're going to have to wrap it there. Just to, within 60 seconds, if you can, Paul, the positives within the budget, the largest sum of money, I think, has been thrown at the budget in the history of the state. Maybe I'm going to be corrected on that. Where do you think the positives are? If you're waking up on this Monday morning and you're looking at positives from it, where do you think the main ones are, please? Alan, this was the biggest uh, budget in the history of the state. It was a cost-of-living budget designed to help people and families uh, and the most vulnerable and the squeezed middle uh, uh, that are out there. We also had a number of uh, tax breaks and within our tax package, and I would encourage people to look at that to see that they will be better off after uh, this budget. There was 11 billion euros, uh, 4.4 million billion of a package of once-off measures to address the current cost-of-living, and 6.9 billion in budgetary measures uh, for budget 2023. Uh, uh, Alan, you will never get everything absolutely right in, in, in a budget. Some people will be happy, some people will be unhappy. Uh, but I think, Alan, what we tried to do was target the squeeze middle and also to address the cost of living and energy crisis. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.